members of Good Shepherd Congregation, family and friends that have gathered here this morning, Arnold, Lori, Linda, grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many times haven't we heard or sung those words, those beautiful words from Psalm 23? Psalm 23, perhaps one of the most requested and well-known of the Psalms. How many times at a hospital visit or shut-in visit or a deathbed visit, haven't those words been requested and read? It was almost 25 years ago, I was making a hospital visit here in town. One of our members, I prayed Psalm 23, had a short devotion on how God is like a shepherd that takes care of wayward sheep like us. Pretty standard stuff. I didn't notice, but standing in the doorway was a brother pastor here in Lincoln. He's retired, known for his amazing visitations, thousands and thousands of hospital visits. Pastor Stelzer was there, and he was listening. After my visit was concluded, I went out and talked with him. These were different days before the HIPAA laws, when a pastor could go to the admissions and say, I want a list of all the Lutherans. And the pastor would get a list of all the Lutherans and he would visit them all. He said, uh, thanks for visiting your members. That doesn't always happen. He said, but I want to share with you that I never read Psalm 23 without reading John chapter 10. I thought those words were a little strange. What he was about to tell me changed the way that I was to be a pastor. He said, Psalm 23, without John 10, can easily turn into sentimental nonsense. The Good Shepherd the good shepherd of Psalm 23 has a name. And his name is Jesus. And the good shepherd laid down his life for wayward sheep. He shed his blood so that we would live. I've always remembered those words. It's been a privilege when you're at a church named Good Shepherd, to preach on the Good Shepherd Bible passages often. 
My friends, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. What makes Psalm 23 and every good shepherd passage special, life-giving and life-changing, is the fact that Jesus, our good shepherd, shed his blood for wayward sheep. Wayward sheep like Gloria, wayward sheep like you and me. We know the Bible passages, don't we? We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each one to his own way. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. Death is always before us. Perhaps the last 10 months, more than it's ever been in any of our lifetimes. We think about death. We worry about death. We do everything in our power to try to avoid death. And yet death is real. And there's nothing we can do about it. My friends, thanks be to God. Our God is a God of life, not a God of death. And when our first parents brought sin and all the consequences of sin, including the number one consequence of sin, death into this world, he didn't leave Adam and Eve and all creation mired in death. He gave Adam and Eve a promise. One day when the time was right, he would send a savior who would crush the serpent's head and restore the broken relationship that sin had caused between the creation and the creator. Throughout the pages of the Old Testament scriptures, again and again and again, God reaffirmed his promise to send a savior. This Savior would be a mighty king. This Savior would be a suffering servant. This Savior would be born in Bethlehem. This Savior would be a good shepherd. A good shepherd who would gather the wandering sheep to himself. And unlike any shepherd that the world had ever known, this shepherd would not only dwell and live and smell like the sheep, this shepherd would die for the sheep. My friends, today we rejoice that Jesus did exactly what his father sent him to do. Born of the Virgin Mary, taking up residence not only in her womb, but in our world, placing himself under the law, the law that condemns sinners like us. Jesus didn't sin, not once, not ever. 
Because Jesus didn't sin, Jesus didn't have to die. But Jesus, in His great love, in His mercy, in His grace, in His compassion, Jesus willingly and freely took on the sins of the world into Himself and onto Himself, bleeding and dying the death we deserve. The stone-cold body of Jesus was put into a new tomb. Satan cheered. But that wasn't the last word. Three days later, Jesus, who was stone-cold dead, Jesus is alive again, never to die. Jesus has conquered sin, death, and the grave with His everlasting love, His steadfast love. Jesus is that love that we heard in our epistle reading, the perfect love that drives away all fear, even the fear of death. My friends, Jesus gives out this forgiveness, life, and salvation freely and willingly. He bathes us in it in the waters of holy baptism. He continually puts it into our ears as we hear that sweet and precious gospel. We eat and drink the very body and blood of Christ in and under bread and wine to sustain us in this often fear-filled journey. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, promises to give us life and life to the full. My friends, this is the Good Shepherd that Gloria clung to. This is the Good Shepherd that Gloria confessed with her mouth, with her fingers, and her feet as she sang and played and rejoiced in the forgiveness of sins. What a great gift. What a great witness. What a great model for all of us. Gloria loved to be in God's house. Oh, sure, she enjoyed the visiting and the social fellowship part of things. She enjoyed the choir and the food and all of the other things that go along with being a, a, an active member of a Christian congregation. But she especially loved to be in this part of the church, in the sanctuary. Generally, right over there. Almost always with a smile on her face, soaking up the Word of God. After every church service, well, until the last several months, after every church service, she would shake my hand with a grip that almost hurt. She would look me in the eye and she would always comment on the sermon. Every service, every sermon. Most of the time, it was just two words. 
good sermon. Grab my hand, shake it, and away she'd go. One day, I caught her. She had said, not good sermon, but really good sermon. I wanted to know why. She looked at me and she said, it was especially good because it was especially bloody. I want you to think about that. It was especially good because it was especially bloody. All of our hymns today and most of our readings emphasize the blood of Jesus Christ. That was on purpose. Jesus, thy blood and righteousness, my glory are, my glorious dress. Gloria rejoiced in the fact that Jesus, the good shepherd, had shed his blood, his holy, precious, innocent blood more valuable than anything in the entire world, that Jesus had shed his blood for her. That her sins were forgiven. That her name was written in the book of life. Always got a kick when Gloria played the organ here. Because when she played, she played it like hyper-fast. You could barely keep up singing. It wasn't that she wanted the service to get over three or four minutes sooner. She was so excited about the word of God and the message of God and the songs that were being sung. She could not slow down. My friends... What a great gift. What a marvelous witness to the power and love of God because the life is in the blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Jesus' blood, holy, perfect, precious, does us no good if it stays pumping in his body. But as he sheds his blood for you and me, for Gloria, for the life of the world, forgiveness, life, and salvation is ours. It changes our life. It changes our tempo. It drives away all of our fear. During these last several months of sickness and hospital and in the hospital and back home and whatever, Gloria hadn't been able to be in God's house. I didn't get that firm grip, handshake, and the comment. No, most of our discussions were on the phone. And perhaps more than any other member of the congregation during these last several months, Pastor Moline and I became phone friends 
of Gloria. Sometimes she would just call and say, I just wanted to hear your voice. Sometimes she would call and say, please pray with me. Sometimes she would call and say, Pastor, things are kind of tough right now. I need a word. A word from God. There were times when I shared Psalm 23, always with a John 10 reference. But the psalm that I shared with her the most, Psalm 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. You know the footprints poem? It's based on that verse of Scripture, Psalm 55, 22. And then I would say, Gloria, you are righteous. God will never let you fall. You are righteous, not because you are a perfect person. You are righteous because you are covered with the blood of Jesus. And she would always say the same thing. Amen. Amen. One of the daughters shared a text message that Gloria had sent very recently. I am holy and righteous, covered by the blood of the Holy Lamb, Jesus Christ. She heard that message. She believed that message because it wasn't from me. It was from God. Finally, after weeks and weeks of waiting, finally, last Thursday, late afternoon, they let me in to see her. The tempo was not upbeat. She tried to smile. Really couldn't. Her strength was just about gone. She did perk up when she heard my voice, partly because it was loud, and partly because she knew what that voice was about to do. Not give her any witty anecdotes about the weather or sports, but to bring a word of God. And that's exactly what I did. Psalm 23, John 10. I held her hand, only this time I was the one with the firm grip because she didn't have much strength. It took every ounce of strength in her to eat and drink Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper one last time. 
And before I left, after the words of the benediction, I grabbed her hand, made the sign of the cross on her forehead, and I said, Gloria, I will see you again. If not here, then before the throne of God. My friends, today we gather in God's house. We mourn the loss of a wife, a mom, a friend. We gather in God's house. And the Good Shepherd comforts us. The same good news of forgiveness, life, and salvation that Gloria clung to is yours today, tomorrow, and forever. Earlier today, the power was off through the rolling blackouts. Vicar sent a text to Pastor Moline and I and said, the power is out at church. And Pastor Moline responded, the electricity may be out, but the power here never goes out. My friends, cling to that power, to that word, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. Shed for Gloria, of course. Shed for you, for me, and for the life of the world. By the power of the blood of Jesus, today is not goodbye, but until we meet again. In the mansion prepared since the beginning of time, Face to face with Jesus, the Good Shepherd, still bearing the signs and the marks of His love. My friends, the Good Shepherd is your Good Shepherd today and always. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God which far surpasses all understanding. Keep our hearts, our minds, our lives, and our fears in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.